This is an excerpt from the full chapter, Dating in the Post-COVID-19 Era, from my new book for men, Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender, How to Meet a Nice Girl Instead, from a tantric husband with a better sex life than you. Story time, making love in the club. The summer of 2010 was a wild summer for me. I had sex with three different girls in three different nightclubs, and I only got caught by security once. The first girl I pulled into a darkened corner of a storage room after some lusty bump and grinding to hip-hop and did her standing doggy style with her bent over a crate about 15 minutes after I had met her on the dance floor. The second girl I pulled into a secluded VIP area of a nightclub after about a half hour of dancing. We were making out on a big comfy couch, so I slipped a condom on. She pulled her tight little shorts to the side, climbed on top, and rode me. Cowgirl. The third girl I had hooked up with the weekend before. It was her birthday. She was drunk. I led her into a closed-off corner of the club and banged her on a white leather nightclub bench, which, at the time, I was pretty proud of. Now, not so much. Like nearly everybody else in my generation, I was sliding down that slippery slope into heady hedonism. So 2010 goes into my book as the height of hookup culture. In retrospect, I remark at how insane it is that those girls would have such casual public sex with a guy in a club. What if the condom broke and they got pregnant or an STD? It's one thing to get pregnant or catch an STD from a guy that you're dating and know a little bit, but from some guy you just met at a nightclub? I'm pretty sure that having sex in a public venue is some sort of crime. Weren't they the least bit worried about being arrested or cited by the police? Shouldn't they be totally embarrassed that their friends might see them sucking some random dude's dick at a club? I could have turned out to be some crazy stalker or psycho. I get that girls get horny, too. But considering all the risks, couldn't they have just kept it in their pants for the 20 minutes that it would take to get back to my apartment? Having sex with a stranger wearing a condom in a public place is not very pleasurable compared with doing it in a comfortable bed and not having to worry about someone walking in on you. The thrill of doing it in public is, I don't think, better than the pleasure of being able to take your time with someone in bed. You might say, 
It takes two to tango, Jonathan. Of course, I was also being pretty irresponsible, but men will generally be as sexually reckless as women permit them to be. It's harder for men to get laid. A single guy is more apt to take a crazy risk to get laid because it might be weeks, months, or years before he gets another chance. Sex is always accessible to women. A moderately attractive girl can go on Tinder at any hour of the day or night and within a few minutes have a guy rushing over to sleep with her. Or she can booty call, text an ex-boyfriend. Or she can go to any bar and almost any guy she meets there would happily sleep with her. Casual sex is a whole lot riskier for women. They can get pregnant, of course. They can get an abortion or give the baby up for adoption, but they are still taking a chance of taking on a huge, life-changing obligation. Whereas a guy who gets a girl pregnant inadvertently can hit the road, go to a different country or state, change his name, or just convince a judge that he's not financially solvent enough to support his child, and he's off scot-free. STDs can have a lot more serious consequences for women. For men, STDs are mostly just an inconvenience, a little unpleasant itching around the crotch that can be treated with a few rounds of medication, whereas women have to worry about a potentially life-threatening and incurable HPV infection that can turn into something really scary, cervical cancer. A man who has sex with random women in a nightclub is the man, whereas the woman is a slut. Despite all the political correctness, slut-shaming is no joke. Women harshly slut-shame even their friends. Not a lot of decent guys are going to want to be her boyfriend if she has a reputation as the girl who was caught on her knees giving some guy a blowjob at Club Sutra after a few ladies' night free cocktails. There's a real psychological cost of casual sex for women. They get their hearts broken when guys don't want to see them again after a few nights. They lose the ability to pair bond, badly hurting their chances of having a successful future marriage. Women should have a heightened risk-averse sense of self-preservation, but toxic pop culture has so effectively brainwashed women to just do what feels good in the moment, that you give them a little booze and they will pull their skirts up and their panties to the side and hop on a random dick in a nightclub without thinking twice about it. The deliberalization of dating. But 
That was 2010. Now, in the 2020s, the harshness of the entropic evolutionary world is reasserting itself. I foresee that the COVID-19 pandemic is going to accelerate a lot of cultural trends, leading to the deliberalization of dating. If you follow much of the Manosphere content on the internet, you know that there was this golden age of pickup in the first and second decades of this millennia when casual sex was very attainable by any decently good-looking, confident guy who could rattle off some cocky bullshit to an inebriated girl. But like all golden ages, this one has waned and that nasty little virus from China has drawn the curtain on it. Girls used to flock to bars and nightclubs to hang out, make friends, and hook up. Now they are selecting from the convenience of their couches the best-looking men on dating apps like Tinder that they might like to meet. Expect the COVID-19 lockdowns and the new social distancing culture to further push meat market bars and nightclubs into obscurity. Girls used to spend like two hours getting all dolled up for a night out on the town with their girlfriends for that hit of validation when a charming guy boldly complimented them and offered to buy them a drink as an excuse to engage in a little flirtatious conversation. Now they post a picture of themselves in their underwear on Instagram. The hearts flood in and they get that sexual social validation digitally. Your bold approach of a cute girl doesn't elicit the butterflies that it once might have with her smartphone constantly erupting with likes, hearts, and inbox message notifications. Every girl is going to hear the fear-mongering fake statistic that she has like a one in three chance of being raped in college and now is naturally going to be a bit more reluctant to hang out with a new guy. As the first world countries become more multicultural, we're losing social cohesion and women will become a bit more conservative about dating and sleeping with men, even men of their own race. In many states and countries, judges harshly punish the men on the receiving ends of hashtag me too accusations. You can find countless examples of men having their lives utterly ruined by totally consensual casual sex when the women later decided that they regretted their rash decisions. With millennials now having less sex than previous generations, 
it's clear that the sexual revolution has thoroughly screwed itself. Liberalism promised us that we would all be having a cinematic, consequence-free life of sexual abandon, like the good-looking people on TV. But instead, vast numbers of young men and women are now alone in their bedrooms, either masturbating to internet porn or desperately uploading skanky Instagram filter-embellished photos of themselves. The sexual revolution turned out to be more of a sexual dystopia. You might be thinking, but Jonathan, people are still going to be having casual sex. People have been promiscuous since the dawn of time. COVID-19 isn't going to change that. Sure, but the widespread promiscuity of women that I enjoyed was a byproduct of the delusion sold to them that all of life is like a padded, jumpy castle where you can have all the fun you want and never get hurt. As they see lines in front of grocery stores and the unemployment numbers rise, they are going to start to realize that civilization is fragile. A message exhorted by conservative leaning men to the deaf masses for a long time. Like the protagonist in the movie Idiocracy, trying to convince people that the plants don't crave brando, they need water. Women's risk-averse evolutionary instincts will kick in, and a lot of single women will become more conservative in their dating. Thanks to the global pandemic, we all now hold a bit of suspicion about every new person we interact with. Might they be infected? Should we even shake hands? Women will become less apt to go on a date with a random guy just for fun. Women will see misleading mainstream media stories about how abortion or birth control access is being impacted by the crisis and think, damn, I really wouldn't want to get pregnant at this time. As the economy contracts, women will be laid off from their jobs as HR paper pushers and social media consultants. They'll stop seeing men as playthings and instead start thinking, maybe I should just find a good man who can take care of me. Of course, there's always going to be cavalier sluts, but the kinds of decent women who you might like to date are going to get more conservative. It's going to get harder to get them to meet you at a cafe for an innocent cup of coffee or to jump in bed with you. But the good news is that if they do spend some time with you, they are serious about having something with you. The gleaming silver lining to the global pandemic is that a lot of the attractive girls 
you would love to have as a girlfriend are going to be more interested in meeting a good guy now instead of waiting until they are 38 years old. Unless civilization totally collapses, I don't think bragging about your prepper stash of canned food, ammo, silver, and toilet paper will get you a girlfriend. But a lot of girls will be more interested in a guy who has a decent job and looks like he could stand his ground in a confrontation. I think the yoga bros, the potheads, the local musicians, the guys who go to the club three nights a week, and the gamers will have a tougher time getting the girls. About the book. Women are dangerous. Good, yet naive men routinely wreck their lives because they stick their dick in a blender, having sex with the wrong kinds of women. STDs, unplanned pregnancies, false accusations, mental health head cases, and divorce make chasing skirts a dangerous game. While lesser men retreat from the pursuit of women into the pixel-powered pleasure world, you have faith that your hunt for a virtuous woman will be fruitful. You can't take a time machine back to a more decent age to find a marriageable woman. You're not ready to give up on your genetic purpose and start banging sex robots, but you're tired of the transient, meaningless flings with mediocre women. You're likely underestimating just how risky sex, a relationship, or marriage is with the modern woman, but you're also underestimating just how rewarding it is to win the commitment of a nice girl, a truly feminine woman, not at war with the natural order, and intertwine your essence with hers. Don't stick your dick in a blender is an irreverent, politically incorrect, exposition of the state of dating in the current year, and a playbook of counterintuitive approaches, advanced social dynamics life hacks, along with filtering strategies for avoiding the time wasters and inglorious skanks. The book and audiobook will be available via the links below wherever you are listening to this on my website, limitlessmindset.com, and everywhere else that books and audiobooks are offered. I'm Jonathan Roseland, the author. Looking forward to a continued conversation with you.